Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my coherent co-host Mozzie. Oh, that's that's me. <laughs> coherent. How are you doing? I'm uh doing swell over here. How about you, my dude? Uh, you know, I had a great friend of mine. She just got engaged. We had a little engagement party, and they're usually, you know, like kind of in bed by nine or so. I'm like, ah, this won't take long. We'll record right after. They actually had a, had a little bit to drink there. Had a little bit to drink. Had a little uh, vodka soda, maybe another. I think I had six drinks, which was more than I thought. Yeah, that's probably how many you'll need to watch some of these games uh, this weekend, though, depending on what time we're Definitely when the Jets play. <laughs> yeah, so I guess what we'll do is we'll rate each game by number of drinks you'll need to get through it. So we'll start oh, with the okay. Thursday game of Jacksonville at the Jets. Uh, how many drinks will you need for this game? I think seven to eight <laughs> is a pretty good number. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just, that's my drunk mindset, like, yeah, that's how many I would need to cope with this. Yeah, I think it's higher for you. This this will just be a, a few drinks for me. It's a Thursday night game, so my expectations aren't high. It would just be like a, probably like a three drink, get tired, go to bed, like at halftime kind of game for me. Yeah, I, I'm going to be working, so I'll find out after, in this instance, how it goes. I'm not overly optimistic about the Jets here. Jags have looked really good lately, and the Jets have been kind of like not really shifted a whole lot on the season we kind of know what they are they have a great defense and a really questionable quarterback position (laughs) which has not changed and is what's gonna happen tomorrow so their defense is good enough to win them games but their offense is not good enough to win the game for them yeah do you think that uh when mike white is back he will take back over I do. I think Here's so the thing. Too. I didn't think Wilson played that badly last week. In fact, I thought he played pretty well. But I read somebody's, you know, breakdown of Zach Wilson, and I thought it was pretty accurate. He makes the easy throws look fucking impossible. And he makes the really hard throws look easy. He simultaneously is able to show why. He was the number two overall pick with some of these amazing, incredible hard throws. And he is also able to show, often on the play right after, why he was benched for a 28-year-old quarterback. Because he can't make the easy throws. And what's really sad and frustrating is that this is not a new problem. This is a problem that we noticed pretty much right away with Wilson, and he has not been able to make it work. So if he wants to go somewhere where 
the offense is pretty much just like, fuck it, I don't know, throw it somewhere, <laughs> he'll probably do well. But in a Shanahan scheme style offense where he is with the Jets or, you know, I think of other teams that have really systemic kind of offensive like the Patriots or uh, like literally the 49ers, he's awful. <laughs> yeah, he needs like, weirdly enough, like, pete carroll or something he needs less structure he needs like <laughs> I, I i mean it, it's it's tough it's it's sad i think that he's got all the talent in the world but he doesn't have whatever the football acumen is to make those easy throws he's almost like the inverse of brady like i never really watched tom brady and thought Oh, this guy's the best quarterback on the field, but I have watched Tom Brady and thought he is really good at completing six to eight yard passes. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's why. Like, I guess we'll get to Tampa and why they need to run more hurry up in a bit. But yeah, I'm I'm really torn on this game. This also might be a gross weather game. That's kind of a wait and see thing. There are a few games this week where there's a lot of potential gross weather. The big one being uh, the Saints at Cleveland. A couple others being potentially bad, potentially not too bad, depending on how exactly it hits. This is one of the ones that, like, might be fairly bad, depending on how it hits. But, especially at this field, I really hope no one gets hurt. I feel like you're just kind of asking for that at this field when there's bad weather. Um, oh, I life, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I for now have Jacksonville. I, re I really like what I've seen out of them the last couple of weeks. They've, I do too. They've, they've kind of rekindled that early season spark of like, oh, their offense is good. Then they load. They're like, oh, their offense is good. One of my big concerns, though, is uh, Cam Robinson is donezo. He's out. He's on IR. He's off of the year. Um, yeah. They also won't have um, Fatu Kasi this week. And um, they won't have Trevon Walker. So some pretty big injuries, which might kind of shift me to the Jets. And then the Jets are going to be without... Uh, Eccles at corner, I think he's just depth. And then Mims and Jeff Smith, receiver depth. Um, questionable, we got LaMarcus Joyner and Quentin Williams, who missed last week, but he got a full practice in. Um, and the Jacks have a few others questionable as well. So the line injuries might push me back. I don't know. It's the only reason I have the Jets. It's at home and their line, their D line, that is, I should say. They've got Carl Lawson and uh, Franklin Myers or there and healthy um and that's kind of why i've stuck with the jets even though personally kind of think the jags have way more momentum right now let me let me posit this i will say that this depends on the weather if we have good weather i will take um the jets if we have okay. bad weather i will take the jags because zach wilson in bad weather <laughs> seems just like an, a disaster waiting to happen it'll be a yeah. natural disaster on like a lot of levels so <laughs> i think that's pretty fair um not not a wonderful game overall environment wise i do think one thing worth noting is jacksonville has been a major pass funnel um and then with like, this oh, great <laughs> yeah <laughs> great for the jets yeah that's the kind of uh, thing yeah. i don't know how they'll take advantage of that i mean well said i think it kind of depends on weather a bit there too um, and then with Jacksonville, I think I, I want Kirk over Zay here just because Kirk's going to get more of that slot time and be away from Zoss. So yeah, Zay had his, 
He carried Zay carried me last week. He and Justin Jefferson carried my ass last week through a playoff Jay round. Jones last week won a lot of people the first round of their playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think Zay Jones would be, you know, tripling Alvin Kamara's score, but here we are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he was wonderful. I, I I'm really torn on what I'm gonna do with him this week. I might I might be starting Marquise Goodwin over him this week. I don't know. We'll see. The targets have been there, but it's a it's kind of a tough go with Thursday night football and potential he, weather. He does tend to play the outside more. Yeah, that is so. The Jets' strength obviously is their outside corners. Yeah, like uh, he's gonna draw sauce. Yeah, you got Sauce, you have DJ Reed, they're great on the out. But they cover more of the sideline there. The inside, now you're looking at, like, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm on him more. Because last week, the Money Zone, um, they played the Lions, right? Who they, no, the, the Cowboys, uh-huh. Cowboys. Wait, what? They played the Cowboys? The Jets played the Lions. Oh, no, sorry, the, the, Jacks um, played, Jacks the, played the, Cowboys. the Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> Mixed it up a bit, yeah. The Money Zone against the Cowboys is kind of like the deep outside, and that's what Zay does. It's the it's the opposite here. So Right. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are flocking over to Zay Jones because he's had some great weeks now. Yeah, and been getting is, a lot of targets. In my opinion, not the right matchup for that. Yeah, I'm with you. Be but. wary of Zay. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Cincinnati and New England. For me, this is a one drink game, and that's gonna be a celebratory drink at the end to uh, commemorate Cincy beating New England. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a Patriots fan, I think you're just kind of like, I don't need to get too wasted. We kind of, you know, mm-hmm. we know what's probably coming. <laughs> uh, and if you win as a Patriots fan, then it's like, oh, you go out for a drink after. Um, so, yeah, I think I think one drink game works. I, I like the one drink game. Mm-hmm. We're both taking Cincy, though. Yeah. Fantasy-wise, this is a tough one to parse for me. I wanted to talk about mostly Jamar Chase. In terms of the, um, there's there's two things to go about it with this. One is you know the Bill method of stopping and or holding a team's number one option versus you know deep threats beating New England, and I'm kind of torn on that with Jamar Chase here. I really like the kickers in this one, <laughs> and I can't particularly articulate why. It just sort of feels like a game where Belichick is able to get pressure on Burrow. Yeah, that's the, the big thing. And he specifically tells his linebackers, hey, stand at the line and wait with your hands up because you're going to block one of fucking Joe's passes. Because <laughs> for some reason, Joe Burrow is one of the absolute worst in the league with the batted passes rate. Um, and I I mean, I've watched him. It's, he doesn't pump fake. And that's, you know, that's a little bit more of a veteran sort of thing that you tend to see. So I, I'm not really knocking him for that. It's that's that's a tough, you know, trait to really mm. distinctively get a hold of. Yeah, uh, that so, and like you're like wind up in your throwing motion are part of it, too. Yeah. So I'm here leaning the under. I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I don't really know if anyone gets in the end zone more than once, like, for each team. This, to me, is the 41-and-a-half over-under we've got is pretty much the ceiling. I don't think the uh, Bengals score a whole lot of points, and I, I really don't think the the uh, Patriots score a whole lot of points. I'm kind of on the kickers. I kind of like... And, like... If you're, you know, in a league that has defenses, God forbid, I'm so sorry, Mm -hmm. but you probably aren't getting a whole lot of points for 
uh, batted passes. <laughs> so, like, the defenses are probably both all right and not the best option for DFS. I don't know how expensive they are. They're To me, they're very, like, middling. They're very mid. They're, yeah. they're solid. I've, I really looked at DFS pricing it this week. <laughs> but I will take the kickers. And that's assuming the weather is fine. I don't actually know. It's in New England, so I was thinking about that. It might be terrible. But if the weather is fine, give me the kickers. That's going to be a majority of the points. Jamar Chase, to me, is probably still viable because the Patriots, they they give up that one play every now and then. I don't know if he scores, but he could get a lot of attention. Their defense is good, but... It is sort of overrated based on, like, who they played. I think it's very overrated. I don't think it's bad. Like, let me get that straight. I think it's a good defense. But I do think it's overrated in the sense that they haven't really been tested by an elite wideout. Yeah, that was one. I think that was what we mentioned when, like, they played the Vikings a little bit back. And who did they play last week? They played, um, oh, yeah, the Raiders. Just that that game went kind of (laughs) weird. That was, that kid did not go how I expected. That game was amazing at the end, but but for many, yeah. much of it. <laughs> but really good receivers have been fine against them. Like Hopkins was fine, Diggs was good. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was good. So it's yeah, it's and a bit different we know monster how there. How much? How much Burrow? Just <laughs> he hyper targets the shit out of Chase because he's yeah. great. Yeah, one of my concerns a little bit here though since he is you mentioned the pressure there's a really specific matchup i'm kind of looking at here and that's the patriots getting judon lined up against collins actually so collins has been a really good run blocker but he's had a lot of issues in pass blocking this year Uh, that was pretty evident last week um he couldn't really like get out wide enough like he was not he was he was he was fucking slow like getting out like set out to like block the edge. So like his lateral his lateral movement that's what I was like for the words. Uh his lateral sure. movement was shit. So yeah. I mean it was a hip injury. So And it's been but that's been all year. Yeah. He's been bad in pass blocking all year. So I'm real worried about that the sack leader against Collins not moving laterally well enough. That's kind of a big concern. That that matchup is going to cause an issue at some point. I mean, so. I wanted Judon on the Jets, even though he wasn't a scheme fit, because I didn't want the Patriots to get him. He's a very smart player. Yeah, and like honestly, like Wise, Wise might give him problems too. Like Dietrich Wise has been super good, but yeah, he's very good. Yeah, Judon's getting the numbers. That's the thing. They've got like a couple really awesome pass rushers at a pretty good front that it's making their life a lot easier they're i mean it's i mean it sounds stupid to say but they're very well coached they're very good at getting pressure but also on the interiors hanging back and putting their hands up mm-hmm. so for the block pass or the run stuff i think even if this is not an exciting game it will be a an interesting watch from like a chess match perspective of like the coaches trying to figure each other out so Next up, we've got a Buffalo at Chicago. This one's also a potential gross weather game. This one will heavily be like wind based, so we'll kind of, I'd be probably won't know to like game day, early game time, how it's going to be exactly. This one, the total. Really cold, right? Yeah, the total's only 40. And that's, you know, 
that's kind of anticipating some really bad weather. Otherwise, I feel like this would be like, if this were good weather, I feel like it'd be at like 47 or 48. This game, if both teams were fully healthy on like a nice fall day, would be so fun. Yeah, th- this this could be a great game, but it probably won't because of the grossness. I'm So with that, I'm a little torn on, not the winner, but the spread of 8.5 for Buffalo. Chicago is kind of built to play in bad weather, given Fields and Montgomery, and they'll have Herbert back. So I think, again, this is another one where the weather is going to depend on uh, who I like here. Like, if it's gross, I think Chicago has a better shot. And I will like um, James Cook a little more. If the weather's good, I'll say Buffalo should crush, and I'll like Diggs in the passing game because Chicago's defense is really right. bad. That's why I'm still going to take Buffalo. Um, like, Jalen's going to get his. It's just a matter of air or ground, you know, surf and turf. Um, maybe that's what we can call them now. We got the chef and we got surf and turf. So, yeah, Chicago's defense is terrible. It's bad. Yeah, so you can you can beat them anyway. It's just a matter of what the elements are gonna uh, make a little easier. So I so we're both on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They're going into Chicago. They're I, I would probably assume they're gonna win. I will sort of give my opinion. I think that uh, Chicago's gonna keep this close for about three quarters, and then if I had to guess the fourth quarter kind of gets away from them. So I'm, if, if I could take the spread for like three quarters, I probably would. T- I think I am going to take Buffalo minus eight and a half here. Their defense to me, it's still not completely healthy. Um, they're still missing. What's his name? Micah Hyde, obviously. And Ed Oliver has been kind of hobbled up. Same with Milano, but I don't know. They have Trey White back, and things are starting to look up. I think that this could this could be a Buffalo beatdown. Potentially, yeah. I, I again, it wouldn't surprise me. Like the, the spread is eight and a half, so I'm just more so looking at ways like Chicago has a better chance because they like they randomly fucking held in with Philly last week. So I have to be like, yeah. I have to, I have to give them their fair shake. I feel no, like. No, I completely agree and i think if some circumstances were different this would be such an awesome game and and to be honest like i said i think this game is going to be close for about a little more than three quarters like when the bills get their first possession in the fourth quarter is probably when things to start to fall apart a yeah bit. i could see that with this some key guys to watch uh basham morse and poyer for for the bills and then on the bear side uh, Tevin Jenkins, Vildor, and Whitehair. You guys to watch as well. Again, they didn't. None of those guys got practice today. We're recording Wednesday night. Keep an eye on Thursday practices. It's a weird week where we've got all these Saturday games. It's hard to kind of gauge exactly how these teams are are how these teams are treating the uh, Wednesday practices. So it's it's like a combo of like you'd like them to get in, but like they also need some rest. So. The, the Thursday practice for the Saturday games is, is going to be the, you know, important one. So, we've got Seattle at Kansas City next. We've looked at Kansas City. And then one of, one of the key guys I'm watching here for the Thursday news is Kenneth Walker. I don't think we've seen him get any practice in yet. He played, though, right? Like yeah. Like, he played last week. So, he played last week. 
he hasn't practiced yet this week, so that's why, like, that's why I'm not terribly worried. I'm assuming he's going to play since he just played on Thursday, right? right? So he's had he's had the actual full time, so I'm guessing he'll go because it's ankle he's again. He's so good; they've given him veteran status. Like, yeah, he don't have to practice until like I don't know Saturday walkthrough. Yeah, he's really good. I think it's gone understated how I might have gone on the screen last week. How terrible the Seahawks O line has been at run blocking. That he's like, just overcome so much of it, so there. It's really impressive. Yeah, there's. I think. I think because they suck. <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned this when we talked about this last. Like, there's this matrix of like players who like basically like get good run blocking or don't, and who exceed or don't exceed expectation. He's like in the band of like gets no help, exceeds expectation kind of thing. So. <laughs> Like, can you tell me any part of the Seahawks that's good this year if you don't include Kenneth Walker? They're 7-7 seven and seven in a really tough division. Like, without Kenneth Walker... I mean, they've got, you know, DK. That's about that's about Lock it. it. <laughs> Which they don't have locked anymore, so... Yeah. Which I do, I do like those two a lot this week with DK and uh, Walker. The Chiefs D has been pretty weak. Oh, yeah, it hasn't come together yet. We thought we we thought it might be the get right week, either with Denver or Houston, but it didn't happen. So I don't know if they're gonna get right. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm really not sure. And with Lockett out, uh, DK is so. gonna get a billion targets. Like, not a billion targets, but he should get a lot of targets. And Kenneth Walker will probably soak up some extra. And for me, the big kind of uh, I guess we'll call him a sleeper is Marquise Goodwin, who was the clear number three already and is gonna step in as the only other viable wide receiver in my opinion because there's a bunch of just i don't want to say shitters but it's like penny hart and like Derek young as the next wide receivers up so laquan treadwell yeah they just got him in so uh the seahawks did wave tony jones so i guess that either and it sounds like they'll dj dallas back so i think they're kind of preparing to have their three of Walker, DJ, and Homer is my guess. So, and on the Chiefs side, what do they have going on? Oh yeah, it sounds like I think Miko is expected to be back this week. Oh. And then uh, they had Tony Beck last week. He got a little involved. My main question here, though, for you is: Are you going with McKinnon or Pacheco this week? I really like Pacheco, and I, it's there's nothing to substantiate that. I just I had him in my lineup in one league for this week and I couldn't take him out. I just had that feeling that I should not take Pacheco out of my lineup. For some reason, something against Seattle here. We know Kelsey is going to get the majority of the touchdowns this game. Yeah, I wrote but... Kelsey Mega Dong Day. <laughs> <laughs> You did actually write that. Uh, yeah, Kelsey's going to get like all the touchdowns this game, but Seattle's not that hard to run on. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say they're pretty middling, but more importantly, Kansas City has shown that when they want to run it, they can run the ball on fucking anybody. With yeah, they line. actually could run this year. Yeah. Just do they remember to. To me, that just screams like if they end up using Pacheco as much as they could he's probably going to get a lot of yardage yeah the big thing though for me is McKinnon has been getting the passing work however oh yeah as they get the receivers healthier with Tony 
coming in and then Miko coming back, I'm not sure how much that role stays for him. So I'm a little torn. But Pacheco also fumbled last week and kind of got Belichicked, to be honest. A little I bit. I don't usually see from Reed. Pacheco, okay. Pacheco's overrated. <laughs> like, listen. He's not bad. Like, he's got a lot of physical tools, but he's overrated because of that. Like, he's not a good enough running back yet. He's just not. So. Right. And fumbles aside, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs can overcome negative plays, but I don't think they care enough to, like, try to develop a guy right now. I mean, like, they'll get, like, they'll get him involved when it makes sense, but I don't think they're going to, um, like, force it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my kind of concern, because he's gotten, like, about 15 touches weekly. And I think that's about where he's going to stay at. So you, you're kind of making a lot of efficiency. That's And that's where I'm kind of at with him, is I think that he has a really efficient day. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I that could definitely happen here. I don't necessarily think that it means he has a great fantasy day. So, like, he could get 15 touches, let's say. Let's, get, let's say he gets 15 touches for 76 yards. You're like, holy fuck, that's a really good day. It's, for fantasy, that sucks. Mm. That's seven points. <laughs> yeah so pacheco's touches the last few weeks he's gotten so yeah 15 last week in a target 13 the week before in three targets 14 touches and two targets the last three weeks the week before against the rams he got 22 carries in a target but that was you know, the dead rams but before that it was yeah. 15 carries and 16 carries so he's pretty much gonna get you 15 touches is <laughs> the gist of this nice. so which he, you know, he can convert that into 15 fantasy points if he gets to the end zone, but, you know, otherwise maybe not. Um, I feel like they're going to use him more just on early downs to, you know, move the chains. Yeah, I'm looking at, I saw, I made, I would like to make like a first look lineup, and it was a Gino, Marquise, DK, Kelsey uh, little stack there. That's how Ooh. I did it. Just because I'm like, I think Kelsey gets me everything here. Yeah. <laughs> but the total's 49 here. Him. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, my work league in the semifinals. Oh. The guy has oof. Kelsey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Big oof, big <laughs> oof. That sucks. So he is going to explode. Because if you didn't know, my points against in that league is like 100 points higher than anybody. <laughs> So that's you've, you've gotten some you got you got the good break going into the playoffs, but you you had rough luck there. The the fact I even got in is amazing. My team is really good. It's like McCaffrey, Mahomes, Godwin, DK, Jefferson, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Kittle. Mm-hmm. I've got defenses. Yeah, I've got three of my four teams still alive right now. So Ooh-wee. I'm two for four. I'll take it. Yeah, however, um, I might be kind of fucked in one without Lamar. However, my opponent might not have hurts, so it could be okay. We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I might be I might be rolling out uh, Foles and Huntley. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> listen, it's, it's, it's tough out here for a pimp, all right? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> next up, we've got the Giants of Minnesota. We've got Minnesota here. Total's 48, spreads 4.5. And Minnesota loves to give their fans heart attacks. <laughs> There's this meme I sent. To, so my sister and her husband are Vikings fans. They, I, I sent her this meme. It was like the Vikings logo. And it's like watching a game. It's like, 
oh, I'm ready to watch my team. And then the oh, like the majority of it is like, I want to kill myself. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, we won. That's pretty much, that's pretty much what yeah, the Vikings games are. It's a heart attack to watch them. I mean, they were down... 33. It was, what, 33 to 0? Yeah, largest comeback. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's like people leaving the stadium, going home, like already canceling their mortgage or whatever the hell it is. I don't know, adults do when they get upset. <laughs> um, just awful. And then to come back from that is incredible. I mean, that's one of the best games I've seen. But they do not win convincingly, for fuck's sake. It's... For a team with that good of a record. <laughs> they, they, their point, their point differential is like even or some shit. Hold on, <laughs> let me terrible. look. <laughs> I was looking at it earlier. I'm going to pull it up. They're here. plus two. There you go. I was gonna say the eleven and three Vikings are plus two. The ten and four Cowboys are plus one twenty five. There you go. Let's see, look. Let's look at who else is plus two. The Raiders are plus one. Jacksonville's plus six. That's actually impressive that the Raiders are plus one. Miami's plus one. Man, the, Ra- the fucking Raiders. Anyway, so the Giants are kind of beat up. They pulled up. They got that one against Washington, which you know NFC East. That's always kind of fucked up, but. <laughs> Minnesota's better, and they have they have uh, well both teams kind of have a him, but Justin Jefferson is I'm just gonna uh, say the best receiver in the league. I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah, I think that's a that's pretty accurate. I don't know who else I'd put over him right now. Like you could say Tyreek because of his history, I, but. Jefferson has the youth and more years to come. Yeah, I mean, you could put Chase, like Chase, maybe. Right. He's up there, but I think I think I'm gonna say Jefferson right now. Jefferson is definitely more deserving of the MVP than any other skill position player outside of maybe Barkley. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like the Vikings love to get carried by their non-quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> The amount, uh, that's kind of why I think it's fair to say Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league. Because, you know, you have your top 10 and they're all pretty much even. But the amount that the Vikings lean on Jefferson yeah. compared to other teams, it's it's incomparable. Yeah, I feel like he's a large chunk of the reason they have pulled out a lot of these wins. Obviously, you know, Kevin Oswald had a big game last week, don't want to take away from him. But Justin Jefferson is... Hashtag always open, basically. Always open. So I want to see how many targets he has. Um, I he leads the league in yardage. I don't know if he leads the league in targets. Let me look. One fifty-eight. Yeah, that is the lead. I think Tyreek's second at one fifty-two. Yeah, so one fifty-eight with Justin Jefferson. Tyreek has one fifty-two. Devontae has one fifty-one. When the pressure is on Kirk. You know for a fact he's like, oh fuck, where's Jefferson? Where's JJ? Please, God, help me. Yeah. And he finds him, and yeah. it works. And then Yak, he leaves the league in Yak too, which I guess makes sense. I guess he had the most receptions too, but yeah, Kelsey's second in Yak. He's also having a bonkers year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I'll tell you, he's gonna crush. I like Dalvin a lot this week though, and I think that's worth mentioning because he's been a little up and down this year. But the Giants' run D has become well. It wasn't ever great, but it's extra it bad now. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, it's extra dookie. We saw it with kind of we saw it like with Brian Robinson. I think some last week he looked really good. Miles Sanders week before went nuts. Dude, they, they lost Leonard Williams, right? 
Yeah. That that is hurt. Yeah, let me look at any new injuries here for these teams. But yeah, we saw like that happens with teams like they lose like one, maybe two key guys, and a strength just turns to Dookie, or like a non weakness turns into a huge hole. Yeah. So and yeah. Thibodeau has played well, so I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the injuries, I'd say keep an eye on Adore Jackson, which you know his absence would obviously help even more there, and then. On the Minnesota side, I think it's just, for Minnesota. You just got to worry about the linemen. Um, Garrett Bradbury's the the main one to watch uh, here. Yeah. So, but they're they they they're definitely glad to have Darius Olivek. They they definitely need him. Um, that yeah that was yeah. I do want to add in uh, Darius Slayton here because Minnesota has become a big pass funnel as well, and Darius Slayton is you know he's the best receiver on the Giants left right now. So yeah. It's not what's his name, Galladay. Dave. That that went to shit. I don't know, like we did kind of predict that, but I don't know how much is him and how much it's fit and what. Yeah, we were just like, I'm pretty sure that the best situation for Galladay is in Detroit with Stafford. Yeah, he's not gonna do as well now, but mm-hmm. this is bad. Yeah, he, his career just went right in the tank. But he got paid, so. He did get paid. Good for him. Good for you, Kenny. I'm glad you got paid, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Slight and Lenatar gets last week. Richie James had more the week before. But I think I think this I think Slayton stands too. Slayton's only twenty five. I thought he was older. Wait, really? Yeah. What the fuck? Uh he's almost twenty six. Okay. That's still younger than I thought. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> I thought he was like twenty eight. Yeah, same. I, no, I, he's been in the league for years. Yeah, he's just been on the Giants the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't ever had like huge yardage totals, but he had a good rookie year. And I, I, I've stood by my slate and his good take. It's just, yeah. he's just been on the Giants. <laughs> when you watch him, he is good, all right? It's one of those things where not a big name, didn't find the field right away. I think he was hurt to start the year, too. So, anyway. Next game, we've got Detroit at Carolina. We both have Detroit. Their defense has been playing better lately. Their run D's been good, and they're going to put the game in Darnold's hands, which is why I'm picking Detroit. So, (laughs) Detroit's looked really good lately. It's hard to pick against them. I mean, the Jets, even though they don't have a quarterback, are still a very good team. And that's me, like, objectively speaking. If I was a Jets fan, I'd say they'd suck. (laughs) Like, objectively speaking, they are a good team. Detroit's victory is definitely not one to overlook, even though their quarterback situation is not great. Uh, and I think it's a really nice just sort of testament to how far the team's come. I mean, the past few weeks, they've really been on a roll. They almost beat the fucking Bills. Uh, yeah, that game and, That game was uh, close. The Thanksgiving game. The game they've lost since November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at how Carolina's been letting, getting beat. They Okay, here the Carolina's kind of a weird one. Because, like, their defense is fine, but they're not forcing teams into anything. So they've been getting beat on the ground, not necessarily by efficiency, but a lot kind of by volume. So with that, do we maybe get more Javon Williams touchdowns? Is it maybe Swift time? It's, it's real tough to pick one of them right now because it's a, a, a three-way split is a shitty part. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not going to pick Darnold's team. <laughs> Uh, fantasy-wise, it's really tough. I 
I mean, for me, it's it, on the Panthers, it's just DJ Moore for me. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who I like from the Lions because Amon Ra had a down week. Swift hasn't been, like, great lately. Yeah, I think it might more or less just be Amon Ra just because I, it's probably the best way to attack Carolina with Detroit's weapons. It's like they have J.C. Horn and uh, Henderson at mm-hmm. mid-corner. Yeah, Amon Ra does get a lot of slot work, though. That's true. So, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I feel like Jeremy Chin will be back there, but he's not the slot corner. He's mm-hmm. just, you know, the free safety. Um, yeah, I I would assume Amon Ra has a bit of a bounce back. Yeah, I'm looking he matches up well injuries. against J.C. Horn if he were to go up against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and this might just be like, because, again, like, I don't want to pick a running back, even if, like, even if there's a lot of total rushes, well, I mean, look at this. Like the snap shares are like almost even. It's not exactly, but Justin Jackson's getting a lot more involved. So it's not like like it, it, what when it was a two way committee, it was a lot easier to kind of parse. But now we're getting, you know, Jamal Williams thirty one percent, Swift forty percent, Justin Jackson thirty two percent. Like that is a three way split almost exactly. So right, it's it sucks. You need you need receptions from Swift or touchdowns from Jamal. And Justin Jackson's been siphoning a bit of each. Yep. So he had that touchdown last week, right? Uh, it was last week or the week before, but he had one recently. Before. Yeah. Ba 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 ba. But yeah, we both got Detroit here. Uh, next up, we've got Houston, Tennessee. I put a question mark, but I think I've got Tennessee. So it'll be a Malik Willis game. I'm almost positive on that one. Tanny, oh, Tanny no. sounds pretty in doubt, but. They had a Malik Willis game last time they played the Texans, and they won because Derrick Henry got like 230 yards. Yeah. So, I think Derrick Henry can beat the Texans again. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I will say, I don't think both the Cowboys and Chiefs had back-to-back bad games against the Texans, and they're clearly playing better. Um, yeah, they are. That I that doesn't mean I think they're gonna win games. Yeah, they. I mean, not that the players want to lose, but the organization wants to get the best pick possible. So right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks might be back. That's kind of the one little fun thing well, here. That's nice. Yeah, that's great because the Titans' pass defense is uh, well. Awful. Yeah, that's the thing. Like. I'm not positive here on this game because, with, like I said, with how Houston's been playing, if they've got Cooks back, I like Cooks and I think they could pull out the win. If it's Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett and Amari Rodgers again, I'm not, like, you know, they can still get some production, but I'm not as confident if it's, you know, them instead of Brandon Cooks. So, the main thing, though, is the choo-choo. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, pretty, he's pretty fairly priced this week in DFS. And he's been, like so with Hilliard out too, um, he's been getting more receptions. Burke's coming back will kind of put a dent back in that, but they're not really subbing Henry out as much as they were for Hilliard. So they're occasionally popping in like Haskins or Chestnut when it's like super duper like hurry up and like like if if they're if they're obviously not gonna run, they've been taking him out some still, but he's been getting more work where Hilliard would have been coming in from like possible pass situations. So. He, he can always break the screens, which is nice. Right. He big. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to we forgot to drink measure these games. Um, 
So Buffalo, Chicago. That's probably that's probably like a two to well, four drink be game. Wasted if you're at that game. Yeah. Buffalo or Chicago. That's just like beer city for both of them. Yeah. So eight beers <laughs> to stay warm. Seattle, at Kansas City. I say. I think five there's some beers? panic beers. I think there's some panic beers drink drank by the Chiefs. Even though yeah. they, you know, will probably win. You, you, you know, probably second, get through a six pack almost. It's closer than it should be. And Mahomes is throwing like the world's dumbest pick. You're like, oh God. <laughs> and you might be Give playing a game. Like dr- drink on Mahomes' sidearms. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Giants at Minnesota. <laughs> okay. That's, you need a case. That's, that's a, a case, that's a case that's race a game. That's a kegger. <laughs> I think every Minnesota game's like a case game. <laughs> Detroit at Carolina. That that's like a, that's like a two or three beer one for me. Yeah, that's like a, a sleepy pretty chill beer game. That's yeah. like yeah, hey, have a couple beers. Cheers to Dan Campbell. Right. And then yeah, Houston, Tennessee. Um, I mean, I don't plan on watching this one like live. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're. This is when you've been drinking and now you're passed out. <laughs> this is the hangover game. That's, this is yeah, this is the nap game. But you got to rally so you can get back later. Yeah, this will be uh this will be watching Derrick Henry on Red Zone game. <laughs> and then if somewhere should happen going back to look later. Um next up, we've got New Orleans at Cleveland. Now this one is like the big bad weather game. Um Snow, pregame, early game, temps in the teams. But the winds are be like 20 to 30 mile an hour sustained winds possibly in like 40 mile an hour gusts. So there's a chance that, you know, dissipates a lot. But definitely keep an eye on this game because, you know, if if there's 30 mile an hour winds all game, it's going to be pretty fucking hard to like pass the ball and kick field goals. So yeah. one of the big injury watches for me here is Nick Chubb. He hasn't practiced yet with a foot injury. So make sure he practices Thursday. And my pick hinges on Nick Chubb. If he plays, I pick in Cleveland. If not, I think I'll pick New Orleans. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would like to put in a request to get Greg Williams back to New Orleans for one game. That'd be cool. (laughs) And Watson has been sacked for this 37th time. (laughs) That is also the 35th roughing the passer penalty against the Saints. (laughs) Gene Steratore. Yeah, that was a penalty again. I always hate when they fucking bring in the, like, remote refs. Like, they're ever I, gonna, I like, too. say that it was bullshit. Like, oh. it's yeah, like, yeah, well... I really didn't think that they did enough here to constitute a foul. I, want, I wanted to just call him a dumbass one time. Like, that'd be great. So, yeah, anyway, Chubb, if he goes, good. Now, with Kamara... All right, I've got I've got a theory here, and I think it's one of two things with Kamara's production: either he's still hurt, or new hurt, or he's hurt, and it's not really been made you know super big news, or Dennis Allen is dumber than I gave him credit for. Which wasn't a lot, but there was some. Yeah, he he might be even dumber than I thought. So which is yeah, Alvin Kamara, he was on ten pass snaps last week. Uh, ran nine routes, got a pass block rep. David Johnson ran ten routes last week on ten pass snaps. Now, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm not, I'm not head coach, but I'm not giving, I'm giving Kamara more work than that. I'm not getting David Johnson on the field unless it's an emergency. 
So it's like, oh, we need a fresh pair of legs. And why the fuck did you get David Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I th- e- either either Dennis been Allen fresh in ten years. Yeah. Either he's fucking <sighs> dense, or Kamara is like hurt, and we don't know it. And it could be that. And if it is that, then I'm, you know, apologies, Dennis Allen. You know, you're trying Some. to keep your guy healthy. Yeah. But well, he's still on that coach. But <laughs> right. <laughs> You're less egregiously terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really take New Orleans. They just look like shit. And unfortunately, that means I have to take, therefore, since I can't take New Orleans, I have to take uh, Groper, Cleveland, and the Browns. Yeah, the the Saints have looked... The Saints, again, are a super unpredictable team. But, I mean, obviously they beat Atlanta, which Atlanta almost came back still, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, this this is a wonderful matchup for the run game here, and the conditions might necessitate running. So, both the running backs are, in my opinion, good spots. Just a matter I mean, of if Chubb is healthy, he's in a great spot. Yeah, my, my yeah, my theory is they might just be telling him, "Hey, you're gonna get the ball thirty times. Rest up, my dude." Like, <laughs> see, the thing is, even if Chubb is out, I still think I'm taking the Browns, and even though like I think Chubb solidifies that. That makes that brings my confidence level up to like ninety as opposed to being at like fifty. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, yeah, Hunt's still good, although a game of Deshaun Watson and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> see, I would think the it, most despicable like, handoffs. It would be uh, what's his name, Durnus Johnson, would immediately become viable if Chubb were to sit. Yeah, he would. It would. I wouldn't be all Kareem Hunt. Like Durnus Johnson would definitely get some work. It'd probably be like sixty-five, thirty-five or something. Like at the end of the day, Stefanski isn't like a, you know, he's not a Mike McDaniel, but he's really good at what he does, which is a very like basic ass by the book run game football offense. So yeah, and they've got an elite line, so it works. They have a yeah, a great O line. The Saints just let the fucking Falcons run all over them, and they lost Huntley in that game too. Um Though I don't remember when that was. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume that the Browns running game is going to be really strong. And Watson won't have to do a whole lot, which is good because he's terrible. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah Caleb Huntley said lots of like There's like multiple Huntleys. I'm trying to remember which Huntley. My brain is like, can't keep track of all the Huntleys. So. Yeah, th- I mean, this again, this is a gross game. This is a how many beer game you've put. How many beers you put on this game to, to get through it? this is a solid like four to fiver yeah like you're not casually enjoying it you're a little bit more on the edge of your seat if you're a fan and you probably break that limit of what's acceptable just like watson but (laughs) damn it (laughs) but you don't get fully you know all the way inebriated also, I do think this game goes by pretty quickly, potentially. So, yeah, probably might will. might be more towards four. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll say four. Same with four Houston, Tennessee. Game. That might just be kind of a quick game. You might not be able to get through too many if you were drinking. Um, Atlanta at Baltimore next. Both at Baltimore. Take the Baltimore D. Take Dobbins. Yeah. He, he's been getting, like, 10 yards of carry the last two weeks. So, I think Atlanta... As a matchup to continue that. Um, Tyler Algier looked really good last week. I do want to just toss that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going 
it's back to him here because Ritter was, Ritter was so bad. It got a little better in the second half, but he was pretty bad. He was really bad. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he wasn't great. Again, you know, but, fir- first you know, NFL start. I yeah. hope it gets better, but woof, man. I was uh, on Twitter earlier. I saw some guy doing like a thread breakdown of it. And I just like scroll through, look to see what he said, and like almost every single one was like blah 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 blah. But Ritter messed this up. <laughs> like he's just not. He's just so inaccurate. Like I mean, his draft profile didn't lie, which you know sometimes it does. We remember Herbert. Um, mm-hmm. His draft profile was like super athletic. What the fuck is that throw? <laughs> yeah, the the issue like the inconsistent accuracy in college was a concern and like it last week against the saints it was like a pretty oof and they should have had a pick six like a night right in his all like right in the foul like Falcons about to score ritter throws a ball up it gets should have been picked housed but it just gets batted down i'm like oh boy they're trying to he's trying to get the saints some points i think baltimore capitalizes a bit more on the mistakes here than the saints did so I would, if Lamar plays, they cover this. Oh, if Lamar plays, yes. I don't know if he plays. I don't think he will. I don't think this is as like the total's thirty-five, and that's accurate. Yeah, pretty low scoring, a good amount of field goals. This was Koo and Tucker. Yeah, this is the time where I'm a little more okay having to roll out Huntley because I think he can yeah. do okay enough here against Atlanta. So, yeah. don't love it, but I kind I kind of gotta do it. So, yeah, Dobbins is my favorite here. He, I, dude, in one of my leagues, this is the one where I've traded a lot of draft picks, but I'm like loaded. I'm choosing between like Kenneth Walker and Ramondre and uh, Chubb and Etn and Dobbins. I have to cho- I can only choose three of them. It's really tough. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's happy PR, but I'm really, really torn. So, but I'll, I'll at least know about Chubb uh, soon enough. I don't. I, I think I'll probably sit ETN because of the matchup and the Thursday game, and just kind of push back the info a bit. So, but we have Baltimore there. Next up, we've got two 4 p.m. games on Saturday. Uh, we have seven at one, we have eight at one, and then two at four. We've got Washington at San Fran. We have San Fran here. Total of 38, spread of 7. I don't know how much to say here. I really don't either. I Washington's been playing better, but they had a letdown game against the Giants, and the Niners are a lot better than the Giants. The Niners look really good with Brock Purdy, and Washington looks like they should be about a 500 team. So, going to take the Niners. Yeah, you're, you're playing your Niners uh, studs. Probably but... not watch. 4 p.m.? Is like prime nap time. Yeah, there's only two 4 p.m. games, and one is Philly versus Dallas, potentially without Hurts, and the other is Washington versus San Fran. So this is like, hey, why don't you take a nap? Let Santa, you know, walk around the house a bit and collect his cookies and milk, and then uh, <laughs> pick up for the night game. Yeah, this definitely profiles, I think, as the game where we continue to see a bunch of CMC dump offs because of how. You know, the improvement of the Washington front and their defense over the, over the course of the last, you know, month or two. And then also, 
Okay, I've said this a billion weeks in a row, and I just I've just fucking giving up on trying. But Chase Young, I I don't know if he has to come back this week, but it does sound like he will actually come back this week. Finally, oh my for god! Real. So, like actually, yeah. Let me look at what the news blurb said. I think he got in some like partial practice. Um, he was able to cut loose during practice and definitely feels closer to return than he has previously. So. He got in a limited That's practice. So vague. Yeah. I think he comes back, but it's like maybe how not. Is Chase Young, well, he is alive. <laughs> and a member he's of the football team. He's young. And he's Chase. <laughs> like, oh my god. Wow. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And uh one of the big things, I don't think Debo's back yet. Probably. That's my lean. So Yeah, probably not. But it definitely condenses things a lot to just, you know, CMC, Kittle, Ayuk. A lot of CMC. A lot of CMC. Like, so much CMC. Yeah, whenever Debo's out, like, CMC gets such a huge boost. I really, like, I really want to try to find the money on DraftKings this week to play just Henry and CMC. Because, (laughs) like, they're the most expensive, but just the, the guaranteed workload I'm getting is just nutty. So There's also not many people that would have both. Mm hmm I'd assume. Yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of tough to do that and play Kelsey, so I might have to pick one, but we'll see. Um, Odd Washington, is there anyone you want? Slash, if so, is it Terry? Is it Dotson? Which, Dotson! Dotson looked great. I I like both of them. Dotson made me some money last week. Yeah, Dotson's that dude. His ability to be like a red zone target to me with his measurables, like his height, specifically i know really impressive it's insane like he shouldn't he shouldn't be that good at it at his height he really shouldn't he's like five foot nine and but he plays like he's six four when it comes to the red zone it's awesome Mm -hmm. was that one i said like like five seven but i'm feeling like i'm seven five yeah (laughs) that's that's dotson that's dotson i yeah i'm not i don't really want too much but i you know i do trust heineke to do one thing and that's to target good players to chuck it yeah so, yeah chuck it and mclaurin is good enough san fran's secondary is whack even though their pressure is great so heineke's gonna be running outside the pocket and probably slinging it and uh a lot incomplete i'm but... just gonna go out there and sling it coach sling it. <laughs> he's, he's gonna get it to mclaurin <laughs> Yeah, Dodson's been getting a lot of targets the last two weeks too, so I, th- I think they're both possible. But the issue with Dotson is just the time to get it there. So I- I'm with you. I'm more 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 McLaurin this week, right? Just because he's a little more of a short target, like depth Dotson, of field, not height. From what I've seen, Dotson doesn't quite have the chemistry yet with Heineke to be like a reliable go-to option when mm-hmm. shit hits the fan. I mean. Yeah. Whereas McLaurin has that down pat. Man. Whereas if it's a really nice schemed throw, Dotson's, yeah, he's going to do it. Yeah, he, he he balled out for me. I was a happy camper. Um, Last of the Saturday game. Oh, sorry, oh, we have another Saturday game after this. Last of the 4 p.m. games because there's only two, Philly and Dallas. Obviously, the big thing here is Hurts. There's been, like, rumblings that he might play. I, re- I really don't think he's going to. I don't think he should. Does he no. really need to? Like, does this game... This game really doesn't mean that much, unless I'm mistaken. No, because they... If they win this week, they clinch. If they, if the Vikings lose this week, 
they clinch. And then, like, next week, I forget how it works. Um, the... They've already clinched the playoffs. If they win this week, they clinch the division. Yeah, because they, they're, they're, yeah, they're two games ahead of Minnesota, and they have the head-to-head. So, as long as, you know, they don't end up with... As long as they don't lose out and Minnesota doesn't win out. And then the... There's this... I don't know how it would work out with Dallas and Philly. Because Dallas would have to win out, including this week. And yeah. I think they can win them. Like, yeah. But because they split. Like, like because the Eagles won the first one. So I don't know how that would end up working out, like, tiebreaker-wise. But either way, the, the Eagles most likely have the division. So... I don't. I don't expect them to like push Hertz here. That would be kind of dumb. I think. I think so too. You're gonna need him. Let him rest. Yeah. This is also like one of the. This is like the toughest game left on your schedule. Yeah, and a, a, a really good pass rush. So I would opt to like you know not put him in Micah Parsons line of fire here if possible. Right. So that'd be ideal. I think. Um, injury wise here though, let's see. Zach Pascal is in concussion protocol, so I feel like he probably sits. Um, for the Cowboys, Parsons and Van Der Esch didn't practice today. Keep an eye on them. They'll probably both play, though. Parsons was just sick. Van Der Esch is, of course, neck. Um, yeah, he got hurt last game, and he missed the entire rest of it. Gotcha. So he, he may not play. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on that one. This is an interesting game, though. Um her stuff aside, I think the matchups are really interesting because we've got like Philly's good secondary, but we've got the slew of, you know, wide receiver talent for Dallas. And then on the other side, like AJ Brown versus Diggs is going to be fun. Like he was going to cover Devonta. So I'm pretty intrigued. And then like, if it is Minshew that the Cowboys pass rush becomes a lot more valuable. Right. So that last part for me is kind of the, um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I really don't know who I'd pick if it was like a fully healthy Dallas versus Philly game, but if it's Minshew, I'm thinking fully Dallas. Healthy, I would take Philly. It's a tough one, but that's not the case here, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Dallas if it's Minshew. So it just removes a key element of their offense. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm leaning Dallas as well. I do still like um, that, like Minshew, AJ Brown, Devonta stack, though. And then, oh, I, I think sure. I think Goddard's gonna be back this week. By the way, he, he almost is. yeah he almost came back last week, so that's an added element that will be helpful. I don't know how much he'll play right away. I'll probably say like a, a decent amount, but I don't know if he'll be full workload yet. But the one benefit fantasy production wise. Um, I get this will probably offset with just the overall offensive efficiency is Minshew's not going to run it. So those attempts are just going to be passed and handed off. If anything, if anything, this might be good for Miles Sanders. Oh, no. <laughs> He's not going to get vultured, right? Right. Don't give us hope. <laughs> oh, no, they, they did say, uh, Sirianni did come out and mention he wants to get Miles Sanders the ball more. He's like, yeah, we should give, we should give him more touches. But, haven't heard that before. <laughs> but Dallas's run D has definitely kind of softened up throughout the year, especially Van Der Esch's. I do think this could be a good Miles Sanders spot, though. Yeah, their entire defense the past two weeks has been—they've been struggling. Yeah, they've and been struggling. and Trevor Lawrence, you know, 
is becoming the the dude that dude that we hope for. So and this will, I mean, even without Hurts, I think this will still be a pretty entertaining game. Oh, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Minshew is not bad. He's a lot. He's fun. He he was uh he was delivering a eulogy at uh, Mike Leach's funeral. Um, I think it was yesterday or today. So I wasn't at practice. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've got a dog whining at me. Hi, bud. How do you feel about this game? Who do you think's going? Who do you think's going? Okay. Um, next up, we've got um, Vegas at Pittsburgh. This is a Saturday night game. This is a tough one. Before the season started, when we did our game by game in the schedule, we both didn't know who to pick. And now we still, don't know we, still we still don't know. It hasn't gotten any clearer. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you get Pickett, but Pickett sucked. But then Pickett started to play well, and now it's Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have Pickett back to this game. That's that's what it sounds like. He's fully practicing now. Yeah? So, okay. that's some good news. That, that is some good news. Then you have the Raiders, who are... <sighs> so, the ending last week, by the way... Emma was very concerned by the noises I was making as that game ended. She was like, she was like, what's going on? What's wrong? Because <laughs> that yeah, she should be. That might be the most bonkers buck wild ending I've ever seen in a football game. And it didn't favor the Patriots, which is what's even crazy. I know. That's how I know this isn't scripted. <laughs> that was the oh. funniest shit I've seen in a while, too. After watching the replay on the guy, uh, whoever caught it in the end zone, whose shoe was the exact same fucking color as the end zone. Keelan Cole. Was it Cole? Yeah. I understand why the refs fucked that up, and I don't blame them, because it was very hard to tell Mm. where his shoe started and ended. It was black and white. It was the same fucking color as the end zone. Big, it's it a was big brain really, move. Really, really hard to tell. I'm like, yeah, it's a touchdown. I'm like, it's actually probably wasn't, but I'm gonna go with it because fuck the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of surprised to stay, but I was happy I was to stay. Too. So, yeah. I watched the replay. I'm like, oh, that's not a touchdown. And they kept it. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, like, cool with me. Cool with me. So. Cool. The Raiders are still alive, technically, for the playoffs. Um, I do, I do like, as much as I was joking about the Titans um, with Andy, I, I do wish the Chargers had lost, because then the Raiders actually have, like, a pretty solid chance. But they're still alive. So, yeah. They're still alive. Still alive. Still alive. But, anyway, this game, my worry here is the Raiders O-line and the pressure from Pittsburgh and how Derek Carr handles that. So... Waller and Renfro are back, which kind of helps. Waller's back? Yeah, he was back last week. He scored a touchdown. Holy fuck. Missed that. <laughs> yeah, they're both back. So, that I'm a little torn here because they've got all their guys back, which helps a ton. But I get, I always get concerned about Carr under pressure. But having all his options might make it a lot less of an issue. Yeah, it makes a huge difference because Waller can not only block the outside pressure... He's also a quick out. Mm-hmm. Same with Renfro. So. Same with Renfro. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the Raiders here. And I don't blame you. I didn't know they were both back, and I have Pittsburgh here sort of, you know, unconfidently, but I'm going to have to revisit that. This will be a really fucky game. 
a Saturday oh, night be some like crazy buck wild bullshit going on. Some real slippery ball shenanigans. Yeah, I do gotta ask. Will Will Deontay Johnson finally score his first touchdown? <laughs> he has to, right? The Raiders defense is ass. It is so bad. <laughs> right. I'm like it's it's not a good pass defense. If Pickett's back in Pickett does like Pickens more though. He does. I don't know. The more I think about it, I feel like this game should go over. Unless the weather's bad or something that we don't know about. I mean it's gonna be cold, but I think I'm taking the over here. I kinda like it. Pit- Pittsburgh looked a little more competent last week. Um with Trubisky weirdly enough, they like actually had some offense going. And I need to look at how often the Raiders games go over, but I feel like it's pretty often. Well, yeah, because they score way over their implied total in the first half, and then they let the other team <laughs> score way over their implied total in the second half. Yeah, they have a shitty defense and offensive talent, so yeah. it's this recipe for it over. Um, yeah, next up, we've got our Christmas games. Are you, anyone in particular you like from this game, by the way? I'm having a hard time kind of pinpointing, per se. I don't know if there's anyone I really dislike, to be honest. Um, like, I'm obviously not going to sit Devontae, even though he's got one of the he, tougher matchups. He's going to get he's gonna get the benefit of the busted coverage, though, at some point. Exactly. Whereas I think, you know, Renfro and Waller might get some of the quick out stuff, so mm-hmm. they might have some volume production. Yeah, Devontae is so overdue for a touchdown, it's insane. <laughs> it's it's fucking hilarious. Pool, so it's mm-hmm. more concentrated. So you got him and Muth, and then you have Najee. He's not going against a great defense. So yeah, it's actually honestly, it's honestly a great matchup for Najee. Like he he maybe should right. be a banger here. I kind of think he might be Najee. I mean, yeah, like he and Ramondre are kind of similar archetype guys, and we saw how well Ramondre did lateral aside. So. I guess um, I probably wouldn't take both Pittsburgh wideouts, so if you think Pickett only goes for Pickens, then maybe Deontay has to wait another week. But other than that... <laughs> Poor Deontay. <laughs> Deontay. Oh, next man. week, Deontay, next week. I think that's SpongeBob, like, eventually <laughs> for him. Uh, but we have the, the, the Krimi games, the Christmas Day games. We got three of them. Um, one's decent. We've got Green Bay at Miami to start off. You know that yeah, that'll bad. that'll be how you kick your day off. Um, totals forty nine and a half, and then Miami's favored by three and a half. This is a pretty good game, I think. I if Jeff Wilson misses again, makes Mostert a lot of fun. If they're both in, it's kind of tough for me to pick one. Just bit, but the matchup's really nice. Green Bay is not that good. They're fine, <laughs> but they're not they're they're not a top tier team. Miami's a better team. Their line is falling apart, too. Yeah. I don't know. Because Bakhtiari was out, yeah. Bakhtiari was out. He's in at left tackle, but he's questionable. Their left guard is Elton Jenkins, and he's questionable. And Elton Jenkins is kind of their, you know, replacement guy for a lot of different positions. So right tackle is Josh Neiman, who I've actually never heard of. Yeah, Uh, Neither Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins practice. Didn't Bakhtiari get, like emergency appendectomy surgery or something what what was it it was like really random hold on i'm gonna find it because they listed him with abdomen i'm trying to find the exact thing that happened um 
Anyway, continue. But yeah, that line falling apart, like, it's all kind of crumbling there for the Packers, and... Uh, yeah, it was appendectomy. It's an appendectomy. When was yeah. this? Is this last week? Um, December 5th. What I see, I yeah. That was two weeks ago. That still seems pretty. Early yeah, I doubt I'll be back. You're, you still have suture in your organs, like. Yeah, you shouldn't be playing football. You should not be playing. So that's bad. Especially against uh, Miami, I feel like. Miami, yeah. Rogers still hasn't really found that click in the offense, and they're not going to this year. Did you did you hear him shit on Christian Woods again? Or not, or sorry, Christian Watson again after the Watson, game? Yeah. Yeah. He did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, what a fucking shithead. I hate Aaron Rodgers so much. He's such an <laughs> asshole. Now I know why this fucker fell in the draft. Like, as good as he might be at throwing a fucking pigskin, this dude's a total twat. Like... He would be so like I feel like the average fan would definitely love to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face. Yeah, he's just he's a real smug, just yeah, cocky. He's such a he's such a little shit. Like I don't I'm I'm sure I don't think he's like a bad guy, but I do think he's a smug ass. He doesn't seem like that nice. I don't know. I don't think he's <laughs> yeah like either way on that sort of pendulum. I like I think he's smart. I think he knows he's smart. I think he's really arrogant, and I think that um. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> he's not he always the best teammate. He de- he probably thinks he's smarter than he actually is, though, based on some of his. Didn't he take the fucking like horse pills or some shit, whatever yeah. that was with the covers of yeah. So eight, you know, eating clay <laughs> to avoid. Getting a, yeah. I'm immunized. Um. I'm immunized. Anyway, um, Terrell Armstead is questionable with everything. Um. <laughs> he's got so many injuries. That poor. <laughs> Knee, pectoral, and toe are the listings, <laughs> dude. Poor guy. Poor guy. Point to a part of your body that hurts and he has to, like, grow extra arms <laughs> just to fucking get there. I, I know there was a game a couple of years ago where DeAndre Hopkins, they just listed him with, like, legs. Because, like, he had, like, ankle <laughs> and knee and thigh and, like, hammy, and they just, like, legs. Lower half of body. Yeah. I think that happened to Arian Foster once, too. Like, some of these guys just end up getting so many things tacked on. Um, but since this is a Sunday game, I think that decreases his chances because the Wednesday practice is actually the Wednesday veteran rest. So right. we're now into that territory here. In this game, I I mean, Miami's so concentrated. We know what's like there. I think the more interesting analysis is Green Bay. Like, what do we think is going to happen with them, I guess. Well. I mean, Dobbs was back last week. I think he got, like, six targets. I'll double check. But yeah, Dobbs is back. So I think he's probably your main, you know, PPR guy. Yeah, they've got more chem- like they've got more chemistry than Watson and Rodgers have. At least, at least on, name? like, the important shit. <laughs> Who's the safety uh, Holland? Yeah, Devon Holland. Dolphins. Like, he's been really good, too. So, like, I like Tunyon, but I don't love him. That's kind of how I feel about the entirety of the Packers receiving. Alan Lazard, he's all right, but I don't love him. Christian Watson is a rookie, so he's good, but makes really dumb errors that can be really disastrous. Uh, Rodgers hates throwing to his tight ends, so mm-hmm. Tanya doesn't get as much as he probably should. I will say, I, uh, I'm, I'm not playing Alan Lazard at all. Um, 
with with Dobbs, with Watson in there, with both running backs healthy, and Randall Cobb's involved. Like yeah. Lazard's listen, Lazard's fine, but he's not he he was a number one to start the year by default, but he's like he's at he's he should be like a third receiver on a team. Like he's yeah. not he's not special. I mean he's in the NFL, but like he's not like NFL special, you know? No. So like Dobb yeah, Dobbs and Watson are better. A lot better. So and and in this game here in particular, I do like the Aaron Jones receptions to come into play with That's yeah, that's kinda where I'm leaning. Yeah. So but Miami's gonna put up the points and the the, the need to throw is gonna be there. So I do think Rogers probably has a good fantasy day. Yeah, I, I, I think because of that yeah. he hasn't every week this year for sure. <laughs> um but I think part of that is because of passing to Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Aaron Jones has been so good this year. Like the rushing numbers aren't super high, but like his receiving has been so helpful for this team. Oh yeah. And that's not really his fault that they don't run the ball. AJ Dillon went May mode last week at least. Yeah. He's fun. He's big. Yeah. <laughs> big. I'm, I'm ready I'm ready for more snow games for him. Mm-hmm. Miami just has a different type of snow. Uh, next up, we've got Denver at the Rams. <laughs> uh, next up, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking a nap. This, this is a nap game. This is like the 4.30 game on Christmas Day. This is a nap game. The only person that loses is the one that watches this game. Yeah. The funniest thing for me was just that Denver was favored. I... Just seeing them favored is kind of funny. Like, I guess it makes sense, but... I guess. Um... Cortland Sutton's supposed to be back. Um, it seems like Rippon has better chemistry with Judy, but if Russ is back, Sutton's more in play. I'm breaking down Denver a little bit. I have no interest in anyone on the Rams at all whatsoever. Um, nope. Skoranek also apparently is on IR now. So, um, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, the, the Rams are just got. It's gonna be tough. Um, my, I th- they've given up. They're all in the hospital. Yeah, they're just yeah. I think the most interesting. Uh, Bronco here, assuming Donald stays out, is probably actually Latavius Murray. Because, this is what happened last week, the game script is so easy that they can just keep running. And Murray had a good week last week because of that, so I'm going to toss his name out here. He actually helped me win some money on the main slate last week, hilariously enough. Because he got, he was like 5k or something like that, and he got like 20 DraftKings points, so he was solid. And the Rams' run D itself hasn't been good. No, also, it's not good anymore. Script, it's just it's gonna get away from him. Yeah, without Donald, it's not good. <laughs> he was he's such a big part of their defense and their run D. Um, but yeah, next up we've got Tampa at Arizona. I assume you had nothing else on that game. That oh, would yeah, fuck that game. yeah. Oh my god. Um, not much more here. I think the biggest thing to watch is Byron Murphy has been out for a few games. If he's out, then. Mike Evans' time? It's. I feel like it is Mike Evans' time. It's been a little while. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be it last week because, at least for the first half, Cincinnati wasn't getting pressure. And the bucks were rolling, and then all of, all of a sudden the turnovers piled up. But yeah. then we got a fucking Russell Cage week. Which was fucking Russell Cage, man. Ugh, the Buccaneers look like shit, though. Yeah, But here's I love the thing. It. Is, like, they're still going to make the fucking playoffs... Yeah, they play Trace McSorley this week. 
the 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 Cardinals are starting Trace McSorley because Colt McCushion. Eh, I said Colt McCushion. Colt McCushion. <laughs> that's what I said. But fuck, Colt McCoy is in concussion protocol. Um, so it's Trace McSorley, and um, yeah, it's he's gonna be sore. Um, it's gonna be rough times for for the Cardinals here. I don't even have I don't have interest in James Conner or anybody. It's just gonna be a, a shit show. I don't want anyone from the Cardinals. I don't. Tampa, I think you're probably fine starting your main weapons. Mm-hmm. I think Fournette's back in play here too, just because the game script will be so easy that they can get him some more runs. Um, but it is definitely still a split with him and White. So, but I feel like this will be their uh, their chance to like feel good about themselves for a week, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we'll see Watt like break Brady. Who knows? That'd also be alright. Yeah, but these games suck. Um, <laughs> I, I know, right? The first one's kind of fun, but these two games suck. God. This is one. So for DFS, if you play the Christmas Day slate, I, so which I, I will do because I'm a D-Gen, um, I'm going to stack the first game and play like Latavius Murray and like a buck or two, and that's going to be my lineup. Yeah. Uh, I, right after you record, I'm going to look at that and see if that works. It'll probably be like having to play, you know, a couple of Green Bay receivers because, you know, yeah, but we'll figure it out. Lastly, Monday night game, which is honestly, oh yeah, uh, we again, I keep thinking about the drinks. Um, Vegas, Pittsburgh, that's going to be eight beers for me. Um, Green Bay, Miami, um, probably like a couple shots in a line of Coke because it's Miami. Because uh, it's in Miami, right. Denver and Rams, same as the Houston, Tennessee, you're um, sleeping off the booze. Right. Passed out, not watching. Tampa and Arizona, you're probably angry drinking, like, just whiskey. Yeah, just whiskey or, like, tequila <laughs> from the bottle. Just yelling at Tom Brady. <laughs> and then this game. This game was definitely going to... I feel like this game might take a bit. Like... Yeah, th- it definitely, you're definitely going to be wasted by the end of it. <laughs> this is one of those games where I feel like there's going to be a lot of like weird changes of possession or like stupid quick scores or something, because it's the Chargers and the Colts. This game is going to be really frustrating for anybody that enjoys offensive like efficiency. I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big news though is Nick Foles is starting now. That's mm-hmm. that's that's official now. Um, after Matt Ryan uh, blew another huge lead. Uh, Again? they're switch. Yeah, fucking a. Um, so we do know Jonathan Taylor's on IR now. By the way, um, yeah. it's gonna be a mix of Zach Moss, Dion Jackson, maybe some Jordan Wilkins. I think Dion Jackson's your best bet if you're playing one of them because he's the pass catcher and he's not Zach Moss. Um, Zach Moss got some runs off at the end of the game. Does they they're trying to not lose, but man, Zach Moss is not good. Um. So, the Chargers defense has picked it up a lot lately as they've gotten healthier, which kind of, I guess, story for the Chargers is can they be healthy? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, did you see... Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Derwin James, I think... Um, they're hoping, was he back last week? I forget. He... Uh, no. No? I, can I don't ne- think so. He... No, he, um, he was not. So... Yeah, they're hoping he's able to practice this week. If he's back, that's huge. 
But their defense has picked it up a lot lately, so they have got guys back. Drew, Drew, ah, Drew Tranquil, that's kind of hard to say almost, has been really solid this year. He's been like a nice, um, not revelation, but they've been, they've been kind of lucky to have a good running back or a good uh, linebacker right. there with him. Because they have uh, Van Noy and Mac, but they're mm-hmm. on the, they're on the edge there. Yeah, having someone get on the inside is pretty, pretty huge. Obviously, the run D's been bad, but I don't yeah. I don't think it's his fault. So yeah, because he's kind of the only guy. They lost a lot of their interior line, which isn't like I mean they they run like a three four, but still, mm-hmm. I think they're on their third string nose tackle. That's brutal. God, that team just they have to have the worst medical like anything I've ever seen mm-hmm. well the kind of funny not, not funny thing but the weird thing is all the California teams are like being like chronically injured Rams <laughs> Chargers Niners the Niners are horrible yeah so uh, I don't know maybe just, it's uh, just Cali things yeah <laughs> and then obviously we had JC Jackson randomly show up in the news being booked for a non-violent family issue that's kind of weird I'm wondering if that's another like spouse through a vacuum at the wall kind of thing I don't remember who that was but that was some Dalvin last year whatever happened with that thing with Dalvin do you remember that know. nothing ever came of that I mean JC Jackson's been out but i mean still yeah anyways very weird development um so the chargers is he gonna play i don't think so um didn't he get hurt a little while back oh yeah he was hurt anyway yeah i thought he got hurt back in like, like october november or something yeah he's on ir he's been out yeah. for a while so anyway um the chargers should win but we both have this weird feeling that the colts will win yep <laughs> Chargers should definitely win. They're the better team in basically every facet. But they're probably—I I don't know why the Colts are probably going to win though. They're going to like, and it's—it's it's the be division the matchup, fall. you know, the AFC West and the AFC South. <laughs> it's just a thing. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't put away the Titans last week. They should have been yeah. able to. So I don't know how Nick Foles will do. But if he's able to get Michael Pittman a little more involved and Alec Pierce a little more involved in some like deep stuff, which that, I feel like that's kind of the hope and the goal here with him, because they haven't had that all year. So for me, that's like what my thought is like, oh, this is probably good for Pittman, potentially for Pierce. So and then for the Chargers, so they, they profile as guys that Foles would like. Yeah, definitely Pittman. Like Pittman for sure fits that archetype. Yeah. Um, but for the Chargers, the Colts D has been pretty solid. But we've talked about, like, at least for me, like, the secondary is good. But this is, we're talking about, like, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams here. Mike Williams is, is, Mike Williams always is the weirdest case for me to analyze because it's just, like, how long will his body hold up to his play style for any given stretch? But as long as he's healthy, he's really, he's really, he's a really good player while he's healthy. Really good when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, but... I, I do think part of, like, with the Colts' defense, like, if their front is playing well, it might be a little more Keenan Allen uh, and Eckler getting the ball out sooner. That makes sense. I don't this... know. Maybe we'll see some tight ends. Yeah. Which one, though? <laughs> Granson, Cox, Woods. You know, you never know. <laughs> Cox and Woods. <laughs> Cox and Woods. Oh, man. But this is going to be kind of a fucky game. It just is. 
Yeah, I I'm not real confident either way. I I think I'm gonna just end up taking the Colts because I feel like they're gonna win for some reason. Yeah, th this is the Mozzie. <laughs> the Mozzie side. I don't really have a s statistical basis for it other than, oh, yeah, the Chargers are going to blow this one. Yeah, this it's a very Chargers thing to do. Yeah. But anyway, um, that will wrap up our Week 16 preview. We're already almost done with the regular season. It's pretty fucking weird. It's flying by. So fast. But thank you all for tuning in. Glad we were able to get an episode in before the holidays. Um, happy holidays to everyone listening, regardless of what you celebrate. We'd love you for being here. Um, so you can find us online at mozzyonthemuscle.com and, of course, right here where you're listening with those cute ears. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>